You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Welcome back to the Live Diet Free Podcast. We have a client spotlight episode, and I'm so excited for you to meet Melinda. She is such an inspiration. We were just chatting before the call started about her progress and her journey, and I can't wait for her to share it with you because the reason we do these episodes is to help you see what's possible for you. It's so easy to feel limited by our own just beliefs about what's possible. And um, as you'll get to know Melinda, you'll learn she is in her mid-50s. So especially those of you listening who are 50 plus or even 40 plus and telling yourself, you know, it's it's too late. Um, you sure aren't. And you're going to just glean so much wisdom from getting to know Melinda. So thank you so much for being here. Give us a little bit of an introduction of who you are, where you're from, what you do, and what kind of what makes you you. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So as you said, um, I am, um, I think it's really important because I think it's important to say I'm a woman in my mid fifties. I'm 57. Um, and, um, let's see. So on a personal note, I'm, I'm married. I've been married for 36 years, which is a very long time. (laughs) Um, I have three grown children, um, and I have a granddaughter, um, and she is the absolute love of my life. Um, and, and, and one of the reasons I wanted to stay fit, right, is she's three and exhausting. So want to be able to play with her in all the ways she wants to play. Um, I live in Texas. I live outside Houston, um, just literally north of Galveston, literally. Like if you get out of my, my neighborhood, you drive over the causeway and you're, you're in Galveston. So I live on the water. We love the water. We love being outdoors. Um, and in my full-time work life, I'm an HR executive. I've been in human resources, dealing with people all my life. I've been doing it for over 30 years. Um, and, and then what, what, what should you know about me? I think the one thing that I thought about is that I am an avid athlete. I have been as long as I can remember. I, um, and one of those people that loves working out. Okay. I love it. Um, so I don't struggle with that. I love being active. Um, I played all the sports growing up and in my adult life, I ran and I biked and I do all these things. I'm always very active. And so, um, and I'm, I'm a um, self-proclaimed Peloton addict, um, only because of the variety and the flexibility, right? It's like, Um, the one thing about being active and loving to be active is like having to go somewhere to do it. Right. So, um, so that, um, that is what I've loved so much about, about that just being, I think that's one of the silver linings of this COVID thing was like, we figured out we could do a lot by ourselves at home, you know, working out. So, um, so yeah, so that is, um, that's a little bit about me. I love it. I thought you were going to say that's me in a nutshell. And I was picturing this, it was before like the, the days of, of memes, but it was basically a meme before it had a name. And it was just a, someone holding um, like a, a giant nutshell. And I always picture, you know, a, a tiny person inside a nutshell. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yes. That's an awesome introduction. I feel like that paints such a good picture of 
who you are and what makes you tick. I'm with you on uh, on Peloton. I actually just finished up a yoga class. I do those most evenings. And as someone who was personal training in gyms for years and, you know, really spent the better part of, you know, a decade and a half in in-person gyms, I've been blown away by how much I enjoy working out by myself. We've got a, we converted our dining room to a gym. Um, and it is, it's just so nice to be on your own time, to have all of these options right at your fingertips. And, you know, I feel like it's really eliminated a lot of what used to make exercising so hard to do consistently. Exactly. Totally. Amazing. Okay. So let's kind of paint the picture for our listeners about what you were, how you were feeling before coaching. I know you were a member of Live Diet Free, our free Facebook group for a good while. We had interacted a bunch. Um, So tell us kind of what it was like before coaching and then what sort of that pivotal moment was for you when you decided to to join Foundations. Yeah. So, um, so as I said, you know, um, Esther, I've always been really, really active, but I feel like I've always... Like I'm, I'm definitely one of those cyclical dieters, right? I was in cyclical diets and as active as I would be, I, um, I was not very disciplined about my eating. I thought I was being disciplined, but boy, have I learned different. Um, so, you know, so I would gain 10 to 20 pounds and I'd be at a point where I'm like, oh, I got to take this weight off. And then I would be successful to a point. And I was just in that terrible pattern, right? Of you know, just, I can't seem to get to the point where I can just be at the the weight or the place I want to be and, and then keep going from there. Um, so, so that was, I think my, my number one struggle. And when I would lose the weight, I would hit kind of this hard plateau where I still had maybe 10 to 12 pounds I wanted to take off, but just couldn't figure out how to get there. Um, and, and then along with that, you know, just like I think I've heard many of your other clients, I've tried all the things, you know, I've tried all the diets, you know, all that stuff. And so when I started listening to your podcast, I was like, there's got to be a way that I can get out of this terrible cycle that just is demoralizing, right? Um, so, so that I just hit a turning point and I think it was, you know, um, a podcast or something that made made me finally say, "Look, you either need to do this or or just live the way you're living now." So do something about it. You know, so that that's really it. You touched on something I want to go back to, which is such a common experience where you think you are doing what you need to, or that you're being, you know, you're eating the right amount, or you're being really disciplined, or whatever it is, and just don't have the awareness to realize that you're not. And I think that's one of the most frustrating things that keeps people stuck in this cycle is we just kind of tell ourselves, well, I'm doing everything I should supposed to, I'm, I'm supposed to. So it's not my fault that the results aren't coming. It must be my age, my hormones, my, you know, whatever, because it's not me. I'm doing all the things. So the fact that you have subsequently developed the awareness to see, huh, okay. So there was yeah. a disconnect between my perception and reality. And that's fine. That's, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that having happened. But once you're aware, that's when you have to decide, am I going to take ownership of this or not? Um, and you have done just that. Um, and I think what you said at the very end that there's kind of this turning point where you're like, okay, do I want to do something about this and buckle down and do what it takes, even 
you know, even maybe a little bit begrudgingly because I feel like it should have just happened based on what I'm doing? Or do I want to just accept that this is going to be how things are? And neither one is right or wrong. That is a personal choice. And, And some of you listening are probably wrestling with that exact thing now. And the worst place to be is in that limbo where you're telling yourself you want to, but you're not taking action like you really do. So you're just in that um, in that frustrating place. So I think you've you've done an awesome job deciding. Okay, I am going to do something about it, and then really putting in the work to do that. So tell us what that um, what what your goal was coming in, and then what you kind of learned throughout the beginning of the process. So when you're in foundations, what were the biggest like aha moments for you as you were developing that awareness of what needed to change? Yeah. So um so I think maybe typically was like, I just want to take off the weight, right? That was the thing. <laughs> you know, like I want to take off the weight. And I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I was um I have a very dysfunctional relationship with scale. Um, so it was all about the number on the scale. So I think, you know, that, that was problem number one, right. Of which I now know. Um, so, um, so, so that was part of it, but there was also this part of, I just want to be in a routine where I know what to do. I'm not guessing anymore. I'm not struggling with what I'm doing. And, um, and, and that was kind of almost a minor part of what I wanted to do. And that, as I got through foundations and then I went on to, you know, one-on-one coaching, I mean, it, you know, those two things flipped, they totally flipped. It became the, the, you know, I had to minor on the scale and major on these other things that were going to allow me to basically like what your podcast is, is live diet free. Right. Um, And, and, and so that, shifted and became my goal. But my number one goal initially was, you know, the weight loss, right? And so, um, but gosh, I learned so much more. And I reached such, I reached a point that I didn't imagine I could reach, honestly. Um, There's so many parts to that. That's Um, amazing. Tell us a little bit about that, because I know when you are listening to something like this and you haven't had the experience yourself, it sounds kind of hard to believe. You're like, oh, sure, sure, sure. This, you had this like total, you know, life altering experience, but like, what do you mean? What specifically? So walk us through somebody who's never kind of had this experience themselves, who feels like you, I've tried everything. I feel like I'm doing everything right. Why isn't it working? What, um, what shifted for you? What, um, what are some of the biggest takeaways that have really helped you make this transformation? Yes. Okay. So not in any particular order, but, but, uh, but I'll tell you exactly because it's so clear in my, my brain um, is first of all, I didn't understand what I was eating and why I just had like this calorie target. Right. But I didn't understand the magic of protein. (laughs) Um, And what I was doing before that I now realize is because I love being so active, duh, Esther, I was hungry. (laughs) You know, and I wasn't eating enough protein. I mean, it's as simple as that. So just the awareness of understanding how much protein you need, I, I just had zero clue. I mean, none. Um, and so what I realized about these diets that I would go on is you're eating this list of foods, but you don't really understand why you don't really understand how it works, you know, all that stuff. 
And I think it took me a few weeks to where I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm eating. Okay. I have a protein target, have a fiber target, and I'm not paying attention to carbohydrates. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that took a while to sink in. But once I started eating the protein I needed and I wasn't hungry, I was like, what? I'm not hungry. (laughs) So that was, that's just been huge. I mean, just huge. I can't believe how much protein I eat now, you know? Um, So like I will eat two proteins, you know, like chicken and like maybe turkey meatballs or something just because I need to increase my protein, you know? So that, that was lesson number one. Um, Lesson number two, which kind of fits with this is, oh my gosh, I had a total good food, bad food mentality, right? Um, So I, there were things I never ate and there were things I thought were on the good food list. And if I did bad food, this is kind of an ancillary thing, then I would go into punishment mode, right? Mm. (laughs) So I'd be like, oh, that's going to take another hour of cardio. Um, So So that was another huge thing was like food's food, calories are calories. And if you're tracking it, you know what you're putting in your body. Um, You don't have to do that. Right. Um, And then, and then the last one was, and I, I, I wrote this down. I have to, I have to say this, like, I thought cardio was the end all be all. Right. Like I was like, okay, I'm working, I'm doing all this cardio and I'm not seeing the results I want to see. And I just didn't have a clue about strength training. I used to do strength training like every once in a while, you know, be like, oh yeah, this is great. But I, I didn't understand why. And so I think the magic of what you and your team do is I now have, I now know, I understand. And what I love about this kind of program is you can't unknow it, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so now I know. So if I'm hungry, I got to think back and look at my protein and did I have enough protein? Um, if I haven't done cardio, I'm like, it's okay. You know, I'll go for a walk, that whole movement pyramid. Like that was a a huge aha for me. Like, you know, if I, I felt like if I wasn't sweating and I hadn't been on the, you know, whatever bike for an hour, um, trying to PR, I wasn't doing anything. And I, I just can't believe how just all those myths just kind of all melted away, once I got educated, I mean, those, those were the big things and it's, and of course, those are the big rocks, right? That's exactly <laughs> what you talk about. Um, it was just such an aha. I just like, I, I mean, every time I learned, a little, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this so wrong. So, so those, those were the big, those were the big lessons. Those are awesome. I love that, that they really are the big rocks. And I think the difference maker, like you said, is the educational component that, you know, probably all of you listening have heard, you should be strength training, you should be eating protein. You've heard it, me say it, you know, till I'm blue in the face, but sometimes it really doesn't click until you understand why, until you actually experiment with it for yourself and see. And I know those are hard habits to break, especially as, you know, a lifelong athlete who is driven and motivated by and to do cardio and to shift from, you know, really kind of the mental challenge of, okay, I'm exercising. Yes, but it's going to feel way different. I'm not going to be dripping in sweat and totally breathless. I'm going to feel like I have, you know, more in the tank cardiovascularly and it should be that way. You know, a lot of our clients will dip their toe in the strength training water, but be 
you know, doing jumping jacks or burpees or jumping rope in between sets of lifting to keep their heart rates up. So it, I know it's such a, a mental game to really embrace, you know what? I'm not getting the results I'm looking for with all the cardio. So what do I have to lose to, you know, maybe these people know what they're talking about. I'll give it a shot. And it's been so cool to see you embrace the the strength training. And I know you've you've posted in the group when you're pushing through and using new heavier weights. And I think it's so awesome that you've been able to find ways to um to keep yourself engaged in your strength training. Where, you know, maybe on the bike you're you're pushing for a PR, but you've found that competitiveness within yourself for strength too. Okay. Let's see if I can use a heavier weight this time, or if I can get one more rep, or if this can be with better form, you found that you can push yourself with the strength training too. And that you know, when you do that long enough, you can't deny the results. And then you're like, oh, it's actually working. Now I'm even more enthusiastic yeah. about actually doing it. Yes. If somebody had told me, I did a strength workout this morning and I um, I had told Lauren, I was like, my, my, big, my big win last week was doing an advanced workout with Adrian of all people with 20 pound dumbbells. And if somebody had told me that I was going to do that six months ago, I would have been like, yeah, right. You know, um, and it's amazing. And it feels fantastic to say that this is me. This is, I'm, I'm lifting, you know, 40 pounds over my head, you know, um, and, um, and, and it's a challenge, right? So uh, it's just, it's, it's been amazing just to be able to make that kind of progress. Yeah. You guys still, still using, you know, the two, three pound weights, get heavier ones, please. This is one of the, one of the main things that we talk about with clients when it comes to lifting is, okay, you know, start off with what you have, but start putting on your radar. I'm going to need the next size up. And once you get those, start putting on your radar to get the next size up. And you really won't believe how strong you already are when you allow yourself the opportunity to prove it to yourself and then how strong you can get quickly just by continuing to show up. And I feel like, especially with your granddaughter and one of your real you know, driving forces being having energy to play with her, being able to pick her up. And yes. yeah, I have, a, I have an almost four-year-old, so I imagine they're comparable-ish in size. So you're talking you know, 30, 40 pounds right there. Yes. Um, so to be able to not think twice about picking her up and swinging her around and knowing like, yeah, of course I'm strong enough. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 And I think the other thing that you said that I forgot to mention, which, which is where I'm probably doing the most work right now is the mindset work, Esther. I mean, that was, that was just not even in my head, right? Because I was in my head. Does that make sense? <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, you know, like I was so lost in my myths and beliefs about who I was and what I couldn't do and what my limits were, I, I had no idea. And, and I will tell you as, I mean, this is, it's, it's a commitment and you really have to stick to it. I would tell people that it's, um, that it's hard in a way that is um, self-satisfying. I don't want to say it's like hard in a way that you don't look forward to it, but the mindset work has honestly been the hardest part of the entire journey. And I can see right now that that's going to continue to be where I really have to do, um, excuse the pun, the heavy lifting, because <laughs> it is, it is, I mean, that, that is what I often 
send messages to Lauren about. I'm just having a freak out moment because of the years of training in my head, right? Of what I've told myself. And I just need somebody to say, nope, that's not it. You know, (laughs) Um, that has been really hard. If you're enjoying this episode, I want to invite you to join us in Foundations. Foundations is our six-week group coaching program designed to help you remove every obstacle standing in between you and the weight loss you're after. Learn how to overcome the overwhelm of getting started, stop buying into BS that only yields short-term results, and learn how to master the big rocks you need to lose the weight and keep it off without sacrificing your quality of life in the process. Whether you want to lose 15 pounds or 150 pounds, we can help you in foundations. For all the info and to join, go to estereevent.com slash foundations. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think as someone who also like didn't realize I needed mindset help, it's a it's just the whole thing. <laughs> the whole mental piece of it is so strange because I know probably a lot of you listening. Some of you, maybe if you've you know been in therapy and done you know personal development and things like that, may be aware that like everybody should always be doing some sort of mental growth. But it's one of those things that before before you start doing it, you don't realize you need it, and then once you do, you you realize okay, I really am going to need to be doing this for forever. There is never going to be a time that my brain is just has it all figured out. There's always going to be those old limiting beliefs, those you know moments of self doubt, all those things. They're normal. And to be able to work on the skill set that helps you recognize them first and foremost when they're happening and then know what to do so that you don't, you know, go into self-sabotage or meltdown mode whenever they happen, but instead can reach out to your coach or kind of coach yourself through, all right, what's going on here? Let me figure out the circumstances. Let me figure out, you know, the real root issue here. A lot of times we don't even realize what our limiting beliefs are because we believe them so deeply. We've never questioned them. And sometimes it's not until someone maybe brings it to your attention, just kind of presents the possibility like, like, well, I don't think that's true. And you're like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, and you know, the the good bad food thinking that you mentioned earlier, that's a really common one and a really great example that we just kind of come to believe certain things. And it can be a little disconcerting when those beliefs start to get questioned and you start to realize, oh, this isn't a given. Not everybody thinks this way. This is not you know, true across the board. It doesn't have to be true for me, but I do need to be willing to put in the work to get myself out from under it and to believe something new. So I'd love to hear on the, on the mindset front, do you have an example you can think of, of maybe a limiting belief you had or some sort of mindset challenge that you've worked through um, with with Lauren or on your own? Just kind of an example for someone listening who's like, I don't really know what you're talking about right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So the one, my favorite one is the one you mentioned at the beginning, which is I'm 57. I'm postmenopausal. There's no way I'm going to lose weight. Right. I mean, perfect example. (laughs) I I have to tell you, I think that has been in my head since I have been like 42. Okay. So like at 42, you start hearing all your girlfriends say, well, this is it. We're turning the corner. You know, here comes the fat, here come the handles, you know, and, um, and it's amazing. That's, I mean, that's like what everybody believes. I can't tell you how many people would say, you know, why are you trying to lose weight? You know, and They'd be like, it's, you know, you're at that age, (laughs) you know, you're like, did you really just say that? (laughs) It's in my brain, but, 
But that belief, I mean, I, I think until I actually started to take off the weight, I was like, wow, this, this is really happening. Like, and then of course, when I see your own clients, right, the diversity in your clients of women who have lost weight, I mean, that was the biggest limiting belief. And it was my go-to excuse, right? Like, it's just my age. I'm going to have to accept it. That's how, that's how life is. That's the perfect example. And I think you nailed it. And some of you listening may feel a little bit called out right now that you're like, wait, wait a minute. I, I can't rely on that excuse. It's not actually a blanket, blanketly true statement. Yeah. It's really not. And I think it's so important to, to go back to what we were talking about before, develop awareness, just, you know, not just about what you're eating, but the things you believe to be true. And you're right that it's just such commonplace among any group of women with you know the weight the the rates of overweight and obesity in our country the majority of people are struggling with their weight and it's a lot more common to just commiserate and kind of talk about those excuses or just kind of settle into the status quo of like, well, at least we're all in it together and there's nothing we can do. So yeah. here's another glass of wine. You know? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it's so cool. Like you said, to see the, you know, the other women who have done spotlight episodes, the other women in our community where there really is no limit. We've got, uh, we've got a client, I'm sure I'll have her on at some point who's in her seventies and is now has been maintaining her weight for i think coming up on a year now and it you know it's finally clicked like it's it's never too late it's only too late if you give up and i think it's amazing that you never did and you got the help that you needed and i hope to to those of you listening that you know this could be a catalyst moment for you where you realize i don't need that excuse anymore i can actually do something about it yeah so let's talk about your accomplishments. We can talk, you know, physical scale measurements, non-scale victories, things you're you're most proud of, but kind of paint the picture for our listeners of where you are now. Yeah. So um so right now I'm in maintenance and um you know I think probably one of the most um so of course I was focused on weight and and at this point I'm probably 12 pounds down. Um, but I was but that was from you know in total, I had done some of that weight loss myself, but this, the, the point I wanted to make on that, Esther, is I, I exceeded my goal. I exceeded my goal and I didn't ever, I mean, I'm at a weight I haven't, I don't remember when I was last at this weight, you know? Um, so that was one thing, but, but, but I think the more, there's, there's a few more significant things and I took off more than 20 inches um, over the course of the last six months. Um, but I think I had dropped you a note. I decided to do, and I think Lauren said she did a podcast with you on this. I decided to get a DEXA scan. So I had one in September measures your body fat and I, uh, in December and I'm, I did one in May and my, I'm just so happy with my numbers. I mean, my, you know, I, I, I gained muscle between December and, May and I reduced my overall body fat to a point where I think I'm at like I shouldn't really lose any more body fat. And then I did a VO2 max kind of test, right, to test my fitness um, because I've been an athlete all my life. So of course I would be motivated by that. Mm-hmm. And, and I and that was just the thing I wanted, right? Because I was like, I continue to struggle with the number on the scale and I needed something else. I knew I needed something else to say, 
you are making things harder for yourself by constantly focusing on that, right? Um, And so I went to get these tests and it did exactly the thing I needed. It validated that I'm, I, I have low body fat and then I'm very fit. I'm like right below elite athlete, which I thought was crazy. Even the guy doing it, he was like, I don't have 57 year olds at that point. I'm going to tell you for 57, that's amazing. I don't have 35 year olds at that point, you know, who you're in a very rare group. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I was, I, that shocked me, but it's just my lifelong, like, you know, just always being active, I think has benefited that, but this program has taken me to the next level because it's allowed me to do things more efficiently as an exerciser, if that makes any sense, you know? So, um, so like, instead of just doing cardio, I've done, you know, I do hit, right. Like you, you guys recommend. And, and so I'm really working on my fitness because that's, I want to be fit. That's what I've always done as a, as a lifelong athlete. And those two measures to me are the most, I mean, those are like pieces of paper. You're going to laugh at me that I carry around. Right. Because I'm like, when I'm having a low moment, I have to look at that and go, don't lose perspective on how far you've come, you know, um, because we're human. We all have those moments. Um, and so they're like my little, you know, my little validation sheets. Um, and that makes me feel amazing um, because of what I've been able to do through this, through this program. I love that. That's just, it's such a good, like tangible reminder. This is who I am. I am you know, a borderline elite athlete. I am incredibly fit. Just having that frequent reminder of it then helps you show up as that version of yourself. Like you said, you know, the, the moments of self-doubt, the moments of feeling like you don't know what you're doing or you're going in the wrong direction, those happen to everybody. So the fact that you've come up with such a good system to be able to pull out and be like, okay, yeah, this is who I am and, and kind of ground yourself to that, I think is so awesome. Um, you said something. So I, I was like struggling to write it down fast enough. Um, when you're talking about the scale, you are making things harder on yourself by focusing on only that. That is so, so well said. And that is so common to be so hung up on that number that you are literally missing the forest for the trees. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that other stuff too, but the scale. So the fact that you have been able to, I'm sure it's been a process, but you know, kind of de-emphasize the scale and move those other things to the forefront because you've realized those are actually more meaningful to me. That, you know, what the scale says, of course, it's going to fluctuate. That always gets in everybody's head. But to know, okay, I identify as an athlete and I am one. I show this, you know, this metric suggests that I am who I think I am and I've been working hard for it. And I think, like you said, you've had this athletic background for decades and now you've got all the pieces of the puzzle kind of pointing pointing in the right direction. I often think when I read about... um professional athletes and like their diets. And sometimes, sometimes they just say, you know, I, this is my post-game ritual and it's, you know, whatever fast food or like they, they're paying no attention to their nutrition. And some people will use it to kind of justify, well, if, you know, if uh, LeBron James doesn't care about heats, why should I? But it's like, you have to wonder how much better could an athlete be if they focused on all of the variables. And I think that's kind of what has clicked into place for you is like, just naturally, you you are an athlete, you always have been, but you've been able to 
step it up because now you're running on all cylinders. Your nutrition supports your athlete, uh, supports your athleticism. Your mindset supports your athleticism. And like you said, then the results come better, faster. And then you're just kind of in that upward spiral where you want to keep feeling so good. So you keep doing the things. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I will tell you, I think the one thing I would want to share, because I, I really do, I think we all get into this mode where we think we're, we're alone. Right. Cause I, I see that, right. I see that in the support in how we share with each other in your groups. And, and I think that will just be a lifelong battle for me with that damn scale. You know, um, I'm, I'm still working on it and, you know, it's, it's what I text Lauren the most about. Um, and I've listened to your, your podcast on, you know, the scale, I think probably five or six times because I just need it in my head that often, you know, and what I've had to tell myself is I've spent six months in this program, but I spent 56 years with that mindset, right? I'm not going to dispel that mindset overnight. And I've just had to tell myself it's going to be daily work, right? Daily reminders of what really matters, what's important, what I should be looking at. And, um, and that is the thing I've had to commit to. I mean, you know, all the other things I am, you know, I think a lot of us who have seen success, you're perf- we're perfectionists. I've also listened to your podcast on perfectionism, right? So um, you, it's, that, it's that last bit where you just say, this is going to be the work, right? Because this is the thing that I have to really focus on in order for me to stay balanced. And so that's just the realization I've had to come to because it's just been in my head for so many, 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 many years. You are beating me to my own questions. I was going to ask, you know, about the shift to maintenance and, and what that's been like. And I think you hit the nail right on the head. It still takes daily work. And I think a lot of us, especially when if you've ever reached maintenance, it's been fleeting. I think there's kind of this hope that once you reach your goal, that's when it's easy, that you just kind of take your foot off the gas and you just stay there and it feels really relatively effortless and you don't need to think about it anymore. And it's just not the case. Your health needs to be a lifelong priority. And yes, things do look you know slightly different when you're intentionally trying to be in a deficit and lose fat as opposed to just living your life and maintaining. But the big rocks that we were talking about earlier, those are constant. Those are going to be what you focus on more often than not until the end of days. And I think to, to those of you listening who maybe are getting near maintenance or have been struggling with your own maintenance, what Melinda just said is spot on. This is what the daily work is. The, the, the priority shifts from, okay, you know, exactly how much am I eating and, and that sort of thing. And it shifts to the more mental battle of I'm going to stay committed even when I'm doubting myself. I'm going to stay committed even when it's hard. I'm going to stay committed even when I don't want to or I feel like I'm backsliding. Sliding. I'm going to wake up and remind myself of what's important to me. And that number can be what it is. It doesn't define me. And yeah, maybe it means a daily pep talk of, you know, of what you want to remember. We, um, I'm not exactly sure when the episode that I talk about this will come out, but um, I recently did a book review for the podcast and made a challenge in our client group about doing 
mantras in the mirror, which trust me, if you're rolling your eyes, I also (laughs) did. Even as I was reading it, even as I was like making the suggestion, I rolled my eyes. It seems ridiculous. I know. But I have now read enough books written by and about very successful people who have kind of this common thread of telling themselves things that they want to believe. Um, And I've started adopting my own. Um, and anyway, the re- reason I'm saying that is you you mentioned kind of giving yourself this this pep talk and reminding yourself that we're talking about six months of this and 56 years of that. When you want to believe something new, one of the best things you can do for yourself is tell it to yourself frequently. And it helps to say it in the mirror because that's all it is. You have these soundtracks that have been playing for decades and you don't even question them because they're on repeat. And when you want a new soundtrack, when you want to you know, switch the, I don't even know, I was going to say CD, but I guess that's, I don't know what you would say, just switch the song altogether. Um, you you got to get a lot of plays before it starts to feel normal. So yeah, maybe it means every day you wake up and you tell yourself, the scale does not define me. Whatever that number is doesn't matter. I am an athlete. I am strong. I prioritize my health, whatever it is. Tell yourself that as many times as it takes for you to believe it. And over time, you'll believe it more and more. It won't feel as ridiculous. It won't feel as um, as hard to believe. And it will get easier and easier for you to maintain, even though it is going to take daily work. So I think that uh, kind of setting that stage for, you know, maintenance is different, but it's not, it's not easy all the time. It's so important. Totally agree. Okay. So to wrap up, tell us what you would, what advice would you give to somebody who is in, you know, your shoes seven or eight months ago when, you know, you were just kind of feeling like maybe this is as good as it gets. What advice would you give to someone who's feeling that way now? Yeah, I think so. There's two things. I think um, the first one's going to sound a little cliche, but I, I'm going to try and emphasize it maybe in a different way. Um, it is such an investment in who you want to be, right? And I think often as women, um, we tend to just put that off, put that off. And when I when I first started and I, it took me a long time to jump in. It probably took me like eight months to jump in. Um, but I finally had to convince myself of all the other things I invest in without even thinking about it. Right. Um, and, and, and I said, you know, it is just time for me to make the investment in, in, in who I want to be. And, and as I said, I think you have to have faith that not only is it going to happen for you, but there's going to be so many surprises about what happens with that investment um, that, you know, now I look back and of course I say, gosh, why did I wait so long? Like, like you do with a lot of things in life, but, but it really is an investment in that, in that person that you know, you can be. Um, So, so that would be advice. Number one piece. Um, The second is that I, what I want to tell you about your program is that I think what, what I've always missed, I've had personal trainers throughout my life. I've had, I've been on weight programs. I've, I've never had the mental part. I've never had anything so comprehensive and I've never had the type of accountability that is built into this program is exactly what I needed. It was the daily accountability of 
you know, showing what you're eating, you know, be, you know, reporting out, you know, focusing on it as a priority every day. That is what made the switch in my head was because um, I, Esther, I was also one of those people like, I can't track, I can't do it. That's too much work. You know, I was one of those people too. I mean, you know, every time you go through the laundry list of, are you doing this? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. You know, um, and to me, if you're considering it, think about those two things. You know, what is it that you need to really make that investment in your future self? And if you want accountability, sign up for serious accountability, not for the like you're going to call your sister and say you you ate a pizza and you fell through and the two of you are going to commit. Not that kind of the kind of accountability that is tough love and where people say, if you believe and you're committed, it's going to happen. And those are the two things that to me in the end were what I what I would have hoped to have known going into this and what I will now tell people who are considering it. That's amazing. I don't even want to follow that up because I feel like I will only <laughs> only water it down. So I think you nailed it. Um, we are all worthy of investing in ourselves and in becoming the best version of ourselves. And you're right. The people you know in real life cannot be your accountability partner right. for a lot of reasons. Um, but you, if you're having a hard time on your own, you deserve to get the help and the support that you need. And we're here for you if, uh, if that's what you need. Melinda, thank you so much for your time. I hope you guys listening are feeling really inspired by everything you just heard. And Melinda, I hope you know how proud we are of you and just what an inspiration and a light you are in our community. We're so happy to have you. And congratulations again on all of your successes that I know are just the beginning for you. Thank you, Esther. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Live Diet Free Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to them all, I appreciate you being here. One way you can help this podcast succeed is to subscribe, rate, and review it. If you don't mind doing those things, I would love to thank you with a copy of our weekend survival guide designed to help you have weekends you enjoy that don't set you back from reaching your goals. Just send a screenshot of your review to admin at estheravant.com and we'll send it over. And don't forget to check out estheravant.com slash foundations for all the info about our six-week group coaching program, Foundations, designed to help you remove every obstacle standing in between you and the weight loss you've been after.